Hey, Lockie. Hey, Matt. What's better than this podcast? Uh, beer. Do you know where you can get both this podcast and beer? Where? The Bella Vista Hotel. So shout out to the Hills Podcasting Studio where you can get beer, pizza, this podcast, all the things you love. Shout out. Shout out. As always, we are brought to you by The Cover. You can find them at thecover.com.au or thecover.au on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and just wherever you find good podcasts. He hits it, he's got it! He's got the field goal! He's got the premiership! It was better than Leo! What can I say? Mamba out. And we are back. Welcome back to the fifth and dribble podcast. You're sitting here with your boy, Matty B. What is good? No, Lachlan today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather, but that's okay. As Jason Derulo once said, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, baby. We do not have the Sherpa on a Thursday, as you are aware, it's the NBA pod, and the man has the brain of a goldfish when it comes to the NBA. We love him nonetheless, uh, and he will endeavor to try and continue to try to expand his NBA knowledge, but it is what it is. Uh, Shout out to the boys that keep the lights on. Shout out to the Cover Podcast Network. Find them wherever you find good shit, www.thecover.com.au for all articles relating to the cover. Um, You can also find them Instagram, Facebook, all those good places. Praise be on to the doc guy, the socials guy, and to the Sherpa. Again, even though he is a little dense when it comes to the NBA, we love him, we love him, we love him. Today, just being me, I'm going to go over the playoff bracket as it stands today. Um, I can only go off what stands today and today it has Denver in one, it has Milwaukee in one and we're going from there. Um, I will cover the Western Conference first and just kind of give a vibe on where I think the playoffs are going to go. Um, but again, it's vibe and vibe alone. You guys know what it's about. You know what it's about. Thank you for joining us with the NBA podcast. We love having you here. Share it with your friends. Um, we would love to have more friends happening and about... Uh, so first, we have Denver, 51 and 24 currently. Um, we don't know who they're taking on, so let's move to the play-in tournament, something that Lachlan is very fond about. The man loves the play-in tournament. He thinks it's the greatest invention known to man. Jokes, he fucking hates it. But it is what it is. So out of the Lakers and Oklahoma, I think just seniority gets the Lakers the win there. Um, Oklahoma are going to get nice and close, but uh, I think it's still no cigar this year. Um, you know, a healthy LeBron James, a healthy Anthony Davis, or healthy-ish in terms of Anthony Davis, but a healthy Anthony Davis, like it could just be, it's just too much. I think it's just too much. Shea's great, but Shea's not, he's not win you playoff series by himself great just yet. Um, moving over to Minnesota, New Orleans, that will be um, in the 7-8 currently. Um, I've got, Probably New Orleans taking this out to then go straight on to playing uh, Memphis in the second seed. I think that New Orleans just uh, matchup nightmares for Minnesota, um, especially if um, Jonas Valanciunas just is a big body and takes away, say, Carl Anthony Towns or Rudy Gobert. Um, Carl Anthony Towns just sort of kind of doesn't have the reps yet, and there are only about six to eight games left um, of 
the regular season. So I just don't know if the match fitness is going to be there. I don't know if he's going to be ready to go for, for such a high stakes game. Um, so I just think that like, and if New Orleans played the way that they played today against the Warriors, um, they took them to three and a half quarters. Um, and then Steph Curry, you know, just did Steph Curry things and came out and almost had a, had a 40 piece. Uh, I just think the the Pelicans get it done. Um, I think out of Minnesota and the Lakers, then the Lakers probably still get it done, um, putting them up in a 1-8 matchup against Denver. Uh, again, just all the things that I said before. I think that some of those Lakers boys who got traded away from the Timberwolves, um, whether it be last year to the Jazz or you know this year in the Westbrook trade, um, I think it's just you know a bit of... Um, a bit of dog will be about those boys. And I think that they'll be ready to um, to take it to the guys that sent them away and just really show them, hey, fuck you. Like, we're actually fucking good basketball players and imagine what we could have been if you had kept us around. Um, but I think it'll be a frisky game. Uh, and it is only one game, so anything, anything is possible. Um, that would then put Denver up against the Lakers. Look, I just don't think that the chemistry, like the chemistry is good. The chemistry is much better. Don't get me wrong when it comes to the Lakers, but I think that, you know, the potential three-time MVP back to back to back, Nikola Jokic is just going to be too much. I mean, Anthony Davis presents a pretty decent defensive assignment against uh, Jokic, but I don't know. I don't know if that's enough at the end of the day. Uh, You know, LeBron James is LeBron James, so he's going to do what he fucking does. He'll give up the first game, and then he'll try and gentleman sweep them. But this is LeBron of the West. It's not LeBron of the East that just, you know, made his way to eight straight finals appearances. Um, I just think Denver's probably a little bit too much. Going to the 2-7, I've then probably got Memphis over New Orleans. Um, I think Jar's going to be back and firing from there. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably the defensive player of the year. He pre- he presents a matchup nightmare for them um, in terms of everything with uh, Valanchunas. Um, he can stretch the floor. So can Valanchunas, but I think that like Jaron just does it as a, at a better at a better clip. Again, that's on Vibe and Vibe alone. I don't have any numbers in front of me. I don't have a Sherpa to Sherp my shit. Um... I think that I think that New Orleans will make it frisky, but I think that Memphis uh, get out of that. Moving to the four five, and again, you know, four five and six are all on forty wins, being the Suns, the Clippers, and Warriors in that order. Um, except you know, the Suns have one less loss than the Clippers, and the Clippers have one less loss than the Warriors. So it is what it is. I think in the four five, Phoenix and LA. I would love to just come out and say the Clippers are better, but when you put the two rosters together, I think obviously like the best guy on the court is Kevin Durant. I think that is then followed by Kawhi Leonard because he's you know he's back, he's back to being Kawhi. I've been saying it for fucking months now, and Lockie's not here to to kick me down and and tell me that he's not back. Um, but the man is back. Um, I think that. Um, Devin Booker is probably the third best player in this series. And then, you know, you've got a question mark around what is Paul George going to give you after his his knee sprain, his MCL sprain? What is uh, what is Storm and Norman Powell going to give you when he gets back? Is Chris Paul going to be able to get through an entire series? Um, I think the coaching has probably proven to be a little bit better on Phoenix's side um, in Monty Williams' favor. But... Um, I think all in all, the Clippers are probably deeper. Um, I think Russell Westbrook probably wins you a game. If Chris Paul plays the whole series, he would definitely win you a game. Um, they don't have the versatility 
versatility in the defense that they had last year when they gave the Clippers some dramas. Um, but, I mean, DeAndre Ayton's a better player. Um, they don't ask a lot of him, so maybe he has a blowout game as well. Um, but, yeah, I just think that I think the Clippers are deeper. Like, with the with the acquisitions they made in, in Eric Gordon and Bones Highland um, and uh, whichever Plumley brother it is, I'm pretty sure it's Miles. Um, it's... Oh, maybe it's Mason? Is that, I, I never fucking know. They're not even twins or anything. Like, what is that? Um, I think that it's, you know, the, the Clippers are in a good position. Uh, I just think that they're deeper. I think they probably, probably win this series in seven. But again, Kevin Durant could come out and give you three 50-point games. Um, this is a man that single-handedly almost defeated the Bucks the year that they won the championship. So it's, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to bet against that. But I will give it to the Clippers. I think the Clippers will go through and that would then have them against Denver. Um, Sacramento and Golden State, this is going to be short and sweet. Uh, I think Golden State, just their seniority probably gets them. The, the, much the same as what the Lakers will over OKC. I think that um, even without Andrew Wiggins, um, they're probably, that, like they're a better team statistically on paper probably. Um in terms of their resumes and whatnot and what they know is going to happen in the playoffs. The Kings are just a bit too fresh. Uh, they're going to be like, you know, Memphis was two years ago when they were playing in the play-in and then, you know, had that upset afterwards. And then last year they came back and they, you know, got to the next round. I think that, um, I think the Kings are on like a similar trajectory and I think that, that it's just going to take a couple more years. I mean, Sabonis is really finding his feet. So is De'Aaron Fox. It's the, it's the first year that Fox has really reached his potential. Um, they've got a lot of good guys around them in Kevin Huerta, um, potential six-man-of-the-year candidate in um, Malik Monk in the future. He's got a lot of J.R. Smith about him. Um, so I really see him uh, winning a few of those awards, actually. Um, yeah, I just... I just don't think that the Kings are overly overly deep. And I just think that the the championship pedigree of the Warriors will calm the nerves of all the new guys that they have in there, all the Dante DiVincenzos, the Anthony Lambs. Um, Jonathan Kaminga will be a good a good voice in that locker room, along with like Steph and Draymond and Clay and, and Kavon and all that kind of stuff. So um, the coaching's probably better too. I think Steve Kerr's a better coach than Mike Brown. So... I, yeah, I just have the Warriors over that. Um, said it was going to be quick, and it wasn't fucking quick. Um, then Warriors Memphis. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, uh, Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks have obviously been going at each other. Um, I think that... I just think this is the year that maybe Memphis gets it over the Warriors. I think that the Warriors, for all the things that I said about Sacramento, um, I just, like, you need that extra guy. You need that Andrew Wiggins to carry you into a next series like you need him to win you a game or two um and i just don't think that they have like they obviously have steph curry they have clay thompson but they're i don't know if clay thompson is a back-to-back guy yet like i like again sorry he used to be for sure but um i don't know if he's going to be able to back it up for two series in in such quick succession he's an amazing basketball player and and what he's gone through i i could never imagine but i just don't i just don't know if like two Two long series is going to be anything that he can, like, ride home about, especially with, you know, Jaron Jackson probably being the defensive player of the year, and he'll get that kind of confidence bump. Um, and if Steven Adams comes back, then then it's pretty well game over for probably most of the West bracket. Um, Memphis is just so much better with Steven Adams in the lineup. 
Um, and and then Jaron can push to the four, and then they just become so dynamic. Um, Denver and the Clippers. Look, I think the Denver's the first seed for a reason. Um, it would definitely, I would, I would say, go to seven. Um, and I would probably have Denver coming out of it. But it all depends on the intangibles, right? Are you getting all of Jamal Murray? Are you getting, you know, the Aaron Gordon that we've seen for majority of the season, but maybe not in the last month or so? Are you are Michael Porter Jr. and Mike Malone on the same page? Like these are all answers that we need before we before we play this series because I think I think the Clippers are are a more cohesive unit, but I think that Jokic is just such a, a, an out and away top end talent that brings up everybody else that um, it it will result in probably a Denver win. Um, which then has Denver and Memphis going against each other at the at the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I think Memphis probably get over the hump in this. Um, they've been relatively healthy all season. Um, Denver's had a niggle here or there, but they've also been relatively healthy all season. I just think that um, it's probably time for Memphis. Memphis have that um, kind of swagger that Boston had last year. That chip on their shoulder that like they feel like they should be there. Uh, obviously, everything that happened with John Morant, he's going to come out with something to prove and he's going to want to like kind of reshape his name onto something that um, something that people have kind of been missing, I guess. Something in terms of, um, you know, he, he doesn't want to be remembered as the guy that had the gun. He wants to be remembered as the guy that took down the first seed. So I think the Memphis, I think the Memphis do... Uh, do the thing. Um, I think that they probably come out of the West. But that being said, like of the six teams that are locked into the locked into one through six right now, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them came out of the West, not named Sacramento. Um, even if the even if the Lakers got in, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers came out of the West. Um, you know, New Orleans have shown to to have a bump when when they come out. I mean, it doesn't look like Zion's coming back. Jose Alvarado's injured as well, so that kind of hurts them. But you know, if you told me that that the you know Brandon Ingram continues to grow in the trajectory that he's growing, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if they ended up upsetting the Grizzlies. Um, it, you know, anything is possible. Anything is possible. It's so convoluted in the West. I, yeah, you could just see anything happening. Um, but the way that it mapped out right now, I think that probably Memphis come out of it. Let's head over to the East. Uh, Milwaukee, obviously, in the first seed, they could very easily get. Um, they could very easily get sixty wins. Um, they'd have to. Pro- they'd have to win six out of the next seven, which would make it hard. But um, they definitely could. I can see them resting Giannis or, or Brooke or Drew over the next couple of games. Um, probably stagger, play two, rest two, and then do the opposite. Um, and Boston are obviously in the second seed. Neither of them know who they're playing. So let's move to the playing tournament like we did with their Western Conference. Toronto, Chicago. Um, I think Toronto just gets this done. I think that they're just better across the board. Um not really much to say about that. I mean, Zach Le- uh, of all the guys that can go out and get you 50, it probably goes Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, then Pascal Siakam. Maybe Fred Van Vliet after that. I don't really see Freddie having a 50-piece ever in his career. But 
Um, you know, guys that can take over a game, it leans more towards Chicago, but I just think that like, Toronto is like a more cohesive unit and I think that they get that done. Um, they will then take on the loser of Miami, Atlanta. I think Miami gets this done. Uh, Atlanta is sort of kind of finding their groove at the right time of the season, but Atlanta still have that hangover of like the Eastern Conference Finals from a couple of years ago. Um, Trey Young thinks he's way better than he actually is. John Collins doesn't ever know if he's going to be in Atlanta next year. Like there's just, there's no cohesion there. Obviously they got a new coach in as well. So Quinn Snyder is going to be doing everything he can to kind of coach them through the playoffs. Um, but I just don't, I don't know if, I think that Atlanta will probably be out in two. I think Toronto takes the, takes the eight spot. I think that Miami take the seven. Um, between Milwaukee, Toronto, I think it's I think it's the Bucks. I, spoiler alert: I think the Bucks are going to come out of the come out of the East regardless. Um, they're just they had a nine game winning streak to start the season. They had a sixteen game winning streak in the middle of the season, and they haven't been healthy all season. Like Chris Middleton is only just getting back to like the Chris Middleton that we're used to. So I I just think. They're just they're just going to be too good at the end of the day. I really do think so, but we'll go through it anyway. Um, I think that they probably handle Toronto pretty convincingly, uh, just as I think Boston will handle Miami convincingly. I say convincingly, it's probably going to be five or six. Like I can see Jimmy Butler exploding for a game, or Bam making or well, I mean Spolstra making enough adjustments to maybe put Bam on Tatum, um, put Butler on Brown, and then just kind of. Hope that the other guys beat them, um, and when you're relying on like Sam Hauser, Marcus Smart, then you're probably not going to be winning. But I just think like the boss, the coaching in Boston is really good. Uh, I think that I think that Miami get it done. Um, Cleveland, New York is exciting. Uh, I think that there is a couple of matchup nightmares for both sides. With this, obviously, with Cleveland, you've got the you know the, you've got the guard tandem, um, but in New York, you've got their own little guard tandem of of um, Brunson and Quickly, who are one A and one B. One you know one's a sixth man, but I mean we saw the other day that Quickly can go for forty just like anybody else can. So I think that that will be interesting to see. Um, Ultimately, probably Cleveland have got this. I think Cleveland have had a, a fantastic season. Like it's great to, great to see them uh, make the playoffs for the first time since they had LeBron, um, like or have home court advantage. Sorry for the first time since they had LeBron, um, and hopefully they, you know, they keep going in an in an upward trajectory. Um, I don't think that they, oh, they might catch Philadelphia. Philadelphia might slip to the fourth. Seed and then you know Cleveland will be taking on an even easier opponent in Brooklyn or possibly Miami because Miami is pretty close to Brooklyn there. But just I think Brooklyn might have the tiebreaker or they got one less loss or something. But anyway, I think Cleveland probably come out of that matchup. I think New York make it frisky. It probably goes to six or seven. Um, I think a lot of these Eastern Conference matchups in the first round will be tighter than people think, um, just because I think the the level of talent is really high. Um, and, and, you know, guys can't afford to, to take a night off. Um, but yeah, I got Cleveland ultimately going up against Milwaukee, uh, in the next round. Philly probably take it over Brooklyn. Um, as much as I'd love to see Mikhail Bridges knock out a powerhouse like Philly or Cleveland, I just, I don't know if there's enough help around him. He can go for 40 all he likes, but what are the rest of the guys going to do? You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, 
Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas even, Dayron Sharp, Nick Claxton. Like, there's just... There's a lot of guys on that roster that you go, like, who? They're, they're very they're very mid-roster. Like, they're, you know, six and a half across the board, whereas Philly have Joel Embiid. Philly have James Harden. Philly have Tyrese Maxey. Philly have uh, Tobias Harris. You know, these are all guys that have... Uh, except for, you know, Tyrese Maxey, they've all been number ones on a team. I mean, people forget when Tobias Harris was in Detroit, he was a fucking problem. Uh, you know, he was growing up in Orlando, but when, when he was on the Lake, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, he was a problem there for a while. Like him, Shea, and, and Boban together, like, and, and obviously Lou Will off the bench and Trez Harrell and all that kind of stuff. Like, they created some matchup nightmares, you know. Um, Tobias Harris, I think, averaged in in the mid twenties for points when he was playing for the playing for the Clippers. Just let me quickly quickly sherp that, but it feels right, right? Like we say, you know, you just say shit and, and it's and it's probably probably true. Oh look, it's a low twenties. He he averaged twenty one. Um but still like for you know, for fifty five games average twenty one points, like that's that's pretty bloody good, especially considering the year before he was, you know, he was at nineteen point three. Um so, you know, I've I've got a Tobias Harris Clippers jersey. He, you know, he had a profound impact on me as a as a Clippers fan. Uh crazy to think that he's 30 years old already, but um it is what it is. I'm almost 30 years old. Like that's fuck, that's even crazy to think. I think Philly get it done. Philly get it done convincingly. Um 3 or 4. 3 or 4. Not 3, 4 or 5 is what I meant to say. Um maybe a gentleman's sweep. Um where they take the first three, drop one and then take the last. Um, which would then probably have Philly versus Boston. Now, there's obvious matchup nightmares uh, for both sides. Philly have PJ Tucker, but I wouldn't really call him like a Tatum stopper or anything like that. And if you stop Tatum, you've got Brown. And then your other guards are kind of turnstiles when it comes to defense. So you're going to be wanting 40-plus from Embiid any given night, and that's that's really tough. So I think probably Boston are, are deeper and, and well, more well-rounded, um, and it's probably end up going to be it's probably going to end up being Milwaukee versus Boston in the in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. That's what we all want, and I think that's what we're all going to see. Um, which means I got Milwaukee obviously going over in that Cleveland matchup. Just who's going to stop Giannis? Who who on that Cleveland team is going to stop Giannis? You're going to have to double Giannis or, or build a wall and there's going to have to be three at any given time. Like, the Bucks have shooters. You know, Jay Crowder, Grayson Allen, uh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. Like, all these guys can shoot the three. Pat Connaughton. Like, Goran Dragic is there now. He can shoot the three. Like, there's just this... So, Javon Carter, there's so many guys that on that team that can shoot the three. The only guy that can't shoot the three is who you've got a triple team. And then you're just leaving shooters wide open, and these are all formidable shooters. So, I just think that, you know... I think that that's going to present to be an issue for for any team in the Eastern Conference, let alone Boston uh, and Cleveland and whoever's on that side of the bracket. Um, Look, I think that the... I think the Celtics certainly have a chance like they're they're very highly regarded two seed um they had an amazing year um tatum you know was in the nba buzz for majority of the year and then it you know just became a two-man race with Embiid and Jokic. um but i just i just i just see milwaukee 
getting it over Boston. Boston haven't really been decimated by injury, but where they could have capitalized and taken the one seed, I just don't think that they have. And I think that all that adversity that, that Milwaukee faced in the middle of the season with everything that happened with Chris Middleton, um, they're obviously very deep. All those three-point shooters that I mentioned, I didn't even mention Bobby Portis, who's their best guy off the bench. Like, it's there's just so much going for Milwaukee that I think that they, they just have to take out the East. And then from there, you know, based on these rough calculations, we've got a Milwaukee-Memphis final, and there's no way that they have anyone in Memphis to stop Giannis. Um, I think that, you know, I think Milwaukee probably take the championship regardless of who comes out of the, who comes out of the West. Um, all this is obviously subject to change. Like it's based on vibe and, and just looking at what I've seen over the season. But Giannis is that guy, man. Giannis is that guy. Uh, and that's pretty well where I'm going to end it. It's a pretty quick one today. It's just me. I'm sitting here riding solo, riding solo. Um, Chilling with my microphone, one and done. Um, so with that, I'm going to get out of here. Let me know what you think. Um, comment away on anywhere that you can comment, Instagram, Facebook. Um, this won't be on YouTube, but it is what it is. You can comment away on that if you really want to. Go and see our last episode on YouTube, episode 150, the NRL show. Um, like where you can like, share where you can share. Share with two friends, your nan, her goldfish. Uh, doesn't really matter. And I will catch you in the next one.